listening to episode five of F&B Soundbites, a podcast on hot topics, trends and challenges for professionals in the food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Hamish McCook. So with the the challenges we've all been through recently, I think we've, we've um, at various times had more time to reflect and think about how we're going to deliver the next tranche of capital projects that are so critical for our industry. So food and beverage is a very capital intensive um, sector. Um, so I, I thought it would be really timely for us to think about, about that aspect. Um, and one of the things that uh, I've discovered perhaps in Becca is um, that there is a little known but crucially important role, design management. Uh, now design management is often an underappreciated art uh, when as a client when it's going well you m- probably don't even realize it um, but when design management isn't in place or isn't working well um, you will know all about it you'll have a great deal of pain and my uh, experience as well is that um, a great design manager is truly a rare and precious thing so um, with that in mind uh, I am joined by Michael Kenner from our Sydney, Australia office. So Michael's a specialist in design management and he's leader of Becker's Design Management Working Group. And today we're going to talk about the pivotal role of design manager on your project um, and the part they play to help you achieve cost, design, safety, food safety, expectations and many others. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Hamish. Okay, great to have you along today. Um, Michael, so can we get the ball rolling by starting at the 101 level? I think some of our um, listeners may not have had much exposure to design management before, so I really would like for you, if you could just please tell us what is design management and, and, and why is it important? Sure. Well, just like any engineering discipline or, or project management discipline, design management is a discipline and it uses management, it uses design, it uses strategy knowledge and it uses delivery techniques to control the design or the creative process in a project. Design management provides a structure that enables a project to be successfully designed and delivered and can be applied right through from the feasibility stage through to implementation. So can you can you break that down for me a little bit more um, in terms of what it is that a design manager would be doing um, so that we can make it a bit more bite-sized for, for our listeners? So there's a, a number of different functions that a design manager does. But to me, the key ones uh, are around coordination and around communication. Okay. So coordination in terms of technical delivery, how are all the design elements being brought together to form mm. an integrated solution? Uh, and then also communication, how are those design elements being communicated within the design team and also to the key project stakeholders at the various stages of design? Isn't, isn't that a project manager? Is this different? It's definitely different to a project manager. Okay. For smaller projects, you might have a, a project manager who's, who's wearing two hats. But for a larger project, there's, there's a lot of elements that need to be brought together. Mm. And the project manager focuses more on your costs, on your procurement, on your overall project risks uh, and overall project delivery, whereas the design mm. manager is really focused on the design elements of a project. Mm. Okay, so and is the design manager sitting within one subcontractor or doing the design management for that design, that subcontractor or are they sort of sitting across the whole project? Where do they sit? They've definitely got to be across 
the whole project from a design mm. perspective. Yeah. Where they physically sit can vary from project to project. And the client might choose to have an independent design manager overseeing a number of other oh, design teams. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. it could be uh, a, a role that's provided by one of the lead design groups, mm. whether it's one particular consultancy or in some cases the builder and a DNC contract. Okay. So, so somebody that uh, understands the project objectives has got to be across all of the design elements sufficient to stitch them together and integrate that design to create the, the asset that the, uh, that the client's actually wishing to, to achieve, right? Absolutely. As well as looking at the, the design that's been delivered, they've got to be looking at the overall project objectives and make sure that it's still heading in the right direction. Okay. Okay. So, um, so my yeah, in my experience, you know, a design, a good design manager is a, a, a very rare uh, commodity. Um, so, but can you tell? Can you tell us? Um, because you a big part of your role is actually helping to build good design managers. Um, so, what makes a good design manager? Well, first and foremost, you've got to have technical capability. A design manager will usually have a background in a specific engineering or design discipline, but they've also got to be able to understand the concepts of other technical disciplines and how they influence the design and also be able to have those conversations with the clients and other non-technical people who have a key stake in the project that's being delivered. But in addition to the technical role, the design manager's got to be good at those soft skills. If we were to apply a few labels, we could call them a juggler. They've got to manage different and challenging tasks at the same time. They've got to be a bit of a diplomat. They have to have hard discussions, whether they're between design teams or with the client. They've definitely got to be a timekeeper. Are all the design deliverables on track and being delivered at the right time? And they definitely need to be a good communicator as well. Okay. So you're not just uh, coming out of uh, university or trade school with a diploma in your pocket and walking into one of these jobs. You've, you've got to build up some real experience um, and also have soft skills as well to be able to to uh, to do that you know communication and facilitation and and management of technical deliverables job okay so um, so okay so that's what a good one looks like um, if I'm a client how do I know if the design manager is actually letting me down at the moment and and some of our clients might be reflecting on a project that's that's happening right now um, so how do they how, what are the tell signs for them that design management isn't working? Well, hopefully it's being recognised before you get to the construction phase because mm. if it's being picked up at the construction phase, you're, you're going to notice things like elements clashing, not yeah. coming together well on site. Uh, or as you're walking around site, you're going to notice things that just don't seem to fit right in terms yeah. of a process workflow and such. Before you get to construction though, what you'd notice is that you'd, you'd find that the design deliverables that are being submitted for your review don't appear to be coordinated. Architectural drawings mm -hmm. might say one thing, structural drawings and hydraulic drawings might say another. And that's assuming you have good communication from your design team. So mm -hmm. when are you actually receiving those design deliverables? Are they being submitted in a time frame that is giving you a chance to review and provide feedback? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so the the implications then of of having dysfunctional design management um, it seems um, so could very easily result in uh, in cost 
blowouts um, and at the design stage and and also by the sounds of it can definitely result in delays and other other sort of you functional problems with the um, with the asset once you've actually got it constructed as well um, so it seems very um, very critical now one of the other aspects that I think is quite interesting is when people understand that there's a great design manager involved in a project I think everybody's risk comes down and um, all the different parties seem more able to work together and actually achieve the outcomes that they're all expecting, um, whether they're the contractor or the owner or other. And actually, I think having a party in the team who's actually got that great design management capability can, um, can also make the project a much more enjoyable experience as well. So, uh, so Michael, I'm just thinking about emerging trends in design management so uh, what's 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 changing and, and happening that um, the people should watch for in, in design management and and different aspects of it going forwards? I think the fundamentals of what makes a good design manager is not changing, mm. but what we're seeing now are, are the tools changing that the mm. design teams are using. So a design manager needs to have a good understanding of what those tools are, and while they're not going to be a technical specialist on those tools, they need to know how they're going to be used and how they can benefit a project. And part of that is also understanding when they are going to be applied. So if we look at some of the digital tools that are are now being utilised by design teams, and if we're looking at a project at a concept design, we might decide that to take of the existing site some 360 degree photographs uh, and use some photogrammetry to stitch together a 3D model. And that will be sufficient to inform the concept design that's required for the project. But if we're more looking at a more detailed design stage, then we might jump to laser scanning and using point cloud data mm. uh, to create much more detailed and informative models. And the other element to that is the BIM requirements of a client. It's very important that at the outset of a project, we know what the BIM requirements of a client is, are going to be so that the design deliverables can be structured accordingly. Oh, very good. Um, I should say, actually, uh, something I, I see um, happening more and more is the food and beverage sector, um, as other sectors uh, as well, but the, but developing maturity and, and appreciation of some of these um, skills as well. So um, I, I, think, I think we're going to see the design management role being you know, becoming more and more known and more and more valued as well. So, uh, Michael, so as we as we draw to a close today, while we've got you on the line for our listeners, um, look, are there, are, there, are there any key points you just wanted to, to get across before we draw it to a close? I think the key point is to make sure that at the outset of a project, you make every endeavour to make sure that you've got a, a good design management team or mm. a good design manager. And there are some key elements that you can look for in that. Obviously, you've got your team structure and who is the design manager going to be and what is their experience. But you can also look at the project control deliverables that are going to be provided. Mm. And one element of that is a design management plan. And the design management plan is the key document that knits together what a design manager is going to do and how design management is going to be executed. Everything from the design organisational structure to the scope of the design that's going to be undertaken, to the quality management systems that are going to be applied and how designs are going to be communicated to key mm. stakeholders. Yeah. And most importantly, how is health and safety going to be treated throughout the design process? When will safe 
safety and design workshops be completed and how they be how they feed back into the ultimate design deliverables. Well, that's excellent. Thank you for that, Michael. It's great to get uh, some of the detail and in behind design management, understand the criticality of it as well. So I um, I think it's 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 been a really worthwhile topic to dig into something that many of our clients haven't had much direct exposure to before. So um, I thank you very much for putting the time aside to taking us through that. So. Thank you very much, Michael, and thank you to our listeners for joining us today. I look forward to bringing you another episode of F&B Soundbites. Until then, as we say in New Zealand, hi da and farewell. <laughs> <laughs>